ready for brand stories? Get inspired and learn from thought leaders, CEOs, business owners, managers, entrepreneurs, and experts who tell their brand stories and share their first-hand insights. For all brand lovers, this show is to help you develop and grow your brand in a more intentional, strategic, and most of all, authentic way, locally and globally. Whether it's your personal brand or company brand, or whether you want to brand your product, service, or cause. Welcome to Brands Talk. I'm your host, Brigitte Bakowski. I'm the founder and owner of Bridget Brands. I help my clients craft meaningful strategies that effectively elevate their brands to unleash their full potential and shine. Walk the talk. Let's get started and dive with me into the world of brands. Today, I have a very interesting and versatile personality as my guest. He is a professor and since 2001 has been the head of the Institute of Transportation and Logistics at the Vienna University of Economics and Business. And since 2019, endowed chair professor at the Qinling University in Kangchung, China. He carried out numerous research and uh, practice projects, and his publication list includes more than 200 publications, including textbooks. He's also a passionate sailor who used to sail Optimist and Laser class, participating world championships. He became famous in March 2020 when the COVID pandemic steamrolled across Europe. His crew left in Mallorca and he found himself bared from one port after another and utterly alone at sea. Chased out of Greece by submarine gun-toting coast guardsmen, he became a reluctant and unwitting pirate forced into a weeks-long game of cat and mouse with Turkish authorities in a self-described no-man's land of remote base and coves along the country's wild coast. I warmly welcome this man, Sebastian Kummer. Welcome to Brands Talk. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation and uh, for the uh, beautiful introduction. Yeah, you deserve it. I'm so glad I could catch you, Sebastian, because you're always very busy with all the different hats that you're carrying and roles that you're playing. So let's jump right into our discussion. And could you tell us a little bit about your background, your journey that made you become the head of the Institute of Transportation and Logistics at the university um, in Vienna? Um, yeah, what's your story? Yeah, I mean, you know, life is uh, full of decisions that one has to make and roads that one has to take. And um, actually, I studied uh, philosophy and uh, business, a very unusual uh, uh, combination, because I wanted to become a, a journalist. 
but my father was very uh, intelligent. He said, before you want to become a journalist, you have to work as a journalist. So he sent me to uh, two different um, uh, newspapers and, and I worked also for a magazine, for a very cool uh, town city magazine. Uh, uh, and then I, I noticed mm, maybe this is not the way uh, that it is. Uh, uh, it always looks bright if you are in television, but uh, uh, yeah, it is the real, this only uh, 0.1% of the journalists uh, are reaching that. And so I decided, okay, now I will study and uh, decided to go uh, for um, a business. And then after I st uh, finished my business study, um, uh, in, uh, I studied in Tübingen and in Cologne in Germany, uh, I had to, another, to make another decision and my uh, two uh, alternatives were go into consulting or go at universities. And I always tell the students, you have to decide, uh, or you want to make millions, of course we talk millions <laughs> of dollars a year, uh, uh, or you want more freedom, or you want to do what you want. And uh, so I said, mm, I was also very young at that time, for uh, Europeans, for Americans, maybe not. I was 23. And uh, uh, so I said, no, better to go to university. And then I started uh, to work and, and develop my passion uh, for uh, research, for teaching, and uh, also for my topic, uh, that is transport and logistics. And at that time, in the 19th, it was something that uh, used to be very uncool. The people would say, mamma mia, logistics, uh, this is something of warehouses, what are you doing? Yeah. Transport, yes, we drive a car. Eh? Uh, uh, but uh, uh, it, it was one of the best uh, decisions. And so, and then I had to take another decision that was very good. I, I, I opted for a private university, which is also very uncommon for uh, Europe, uh, for America. Um, it's nothing special. But for us, this university was founded one year ago before I joined uh, them. And it became, within 10 years, uh, the leading uh, German uh, uh, business school, um, Otto Beisheim School of Management in Fallenda. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I had, I had the luck to take part in this journey. And this is something I think that is very special. I'm always very curious uh, because there was also an alternative. I could go to the old school of uh, Cologne, <laughs> University yeah. of Cologne, where I studied and come to a very famous uh, chair. Gutenberg is one of the famous German uh, professors uh, a long time ago. Uh, but I said, no, I want something new. And, and that is something, uh, something that is... Uh, then. And then also that something I try to combine always life with work. And so, uh, uh, at, um, uh, yeah, so, so I, I, I make my PhD and in Germany we make a second PhD called Habilitation. And, and then uh, I had to make another uh, decision I, where to take my first chair. I had some choices and I cho choose and uh, also something new that was Dresden in the east of Germany because I said it's a wonderful city, uh, by the way. It was new. It is a, a university for transport. Yeah, and then after... Um, uh, four years in, in uh, Dresden, I met my uh, successor here in, in Vienna at the university and he said, Sebastian, I'm, I'm now in pension. Uh, do you want to make a, pay, pay, take part into the competition of my chair? And I said, 
ah, I bought a house, in, never buy a house if you want to be flexible. That is, uh, no, in America it's not a problem, but uh, in, 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 in Europe very often the people are very attached to the house. So you have this wonderful house and you say, I don't want to move. But uh, I had another uh, um, incentive to go to Vienna because my wife is, uh, comes, is Italian, she comes from Rome. And so Vienna is much nearer to Rome. And so I said, it's maybe it's a good idea. And so in 2001, I joined to, to uh, Vienna and never regretted. Uh, obviously, as you know, Bridget, Vienna is a wonderful city. Yeah. And uh, that's also very interesting. When I joined uh, um, the VU, uh, my, the private Autobahnheim School of Management in Feinland, near Koblenz, uh, um, this school was not so famous. And the VU Vienna, it was always a very uh, famous uh, university, but also we improved here very much. And I'm very proud that our um, um, master in supply chain management is worldwide ranked number two uh, uh, in, in, in the ranking. So we always try to improve uh, and also work internationally. And that is something we, we, Vienna always used to be international from the position between the East and the West, mm -hmm. but we make huge improvement in the last 20 years. Obviously, my, my my, my contribution was very little, but but yeah, in my field, the contribution was not so bad. <laughs> I'm sure it was not just little. And I mean, actually, uh, the topic of transportation and logistics has become uh, much more attractive nowadays. I mean, first of all, with COVID, you know, and with the bottlenecks and how to get everything yeah. shipped and, and um, finding alternatives. And also when it comes to protecting the environment, we have to think about also of our carbon footprint that we leave and what are alternatives to flying or if we fly, what kind of alternatives of how to bring an airplane into the, into the sky, yeah, other than using um, oil. So um, it is something that is right now all over the place and I'm happy you are ranked number two. I think that is really fantastic. Yeah. MIT is first, so it's hard to beat, but <laughs> we will try. Right. <laughs> always try, Bridget, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Never Absolutely. give up. Never, ever. Never, ever. So you're not only a professor, but you're also a consultant. And not just like, you're not competing with like other consultant companies because you have a different focus, right? So you are much more working on scientific projects and you're working with governments and also informing yeah. public institutions. So how does that work? So how would such a project look like? Can you give us an example of when you are consulting, um, yeah, in, in the, let's say, in the public sector and politicians? Yeah, first of all, there, there, there are some professors who are founding consulting companies to make money. And this is not our approach. Uh, actually, what, 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 what we do is, like you said, we are very much interested as our field, transport and logistics is very much on, uh, has very much impact on, on, as you said, environment, digitalization, uh, on, the, on, the, on the society also. And so there are different um, uh, projects. Uh, maybe I, I talk about one that, that we finished uh, um, uh, last year mm -hmm. uh, and that was at the city of Graz it's the second largest city in uh, Austria in the south of Vienna something like 400,000 uh, inhabitants yeah and, and, it, and the area of Graz is very powerful it's industrial area there's some automotive industry there uh, they, they ask 
uh, they want to make a new mobility system because we know that the cities are one in one of the focuses. And uh, so what we did is, and that was very interesting, we join, we make a joint team of uh, five professors. So there were engineers, there was somebody who does uh, urban development, there was uh, somebody who is doing the um, uh, bow engineer, like like construction engineer, uh, who, who knows how to build uh, uh, railway lines and, and tunnels and these kind of stuff. And so what we did is we analyzed uh, the transport of Vienna. We had somebody who had a, a model, uh, uh, like where are all the mobility movements are going. And then we proposed a new, let's say, system. Actually, what we proposed is a mini metro, an automatic uh, um, metro, but not a big one like in New York or in, London, in Vienna also, but smaller ones, more like if you have been to Copenhagen, uh, they have this wonderful little uh, automatic driving um, uh, metro. And, 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 and my uh, uh, role or my, my position in this was, was to do the uh, evaluation from the costs and from the impact uh, from society. So that's one of our strengths. It's, you can imagine it's very difficult if you introduce a new system. It changes a lot. What is the impact on the people? Uh, what is the impact on the businesses? Uh, the small business, do they profit or do they, uh, and how, if so? Uh, and and uh, so, uh, so uh, we did this calculation and I think the project was uh, quite a good uh, success. Uh, unfortunately, uh, in the votes, uh, the, the government changed and you know it's always in politics very often the uh, the, the new ones they say ah now we have to do something else so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it will be uh, uh, go into uh, uh, or will, will be will be realized uh, but uh, this is a very good example or and now obviously it's we are on the road to zero emission in in Austria and all over the world as everybody knows because of climate change and so we made a project uh, not in this time for the government but for uh, um, industry association, uh, how to decarbonize uh, the road. And so we make suggestions what to do until 2040 and 2030. And uh, yeah, and uh, um, try to help uh, that, that we will increase in the first step the um, productivity efficiency and then in the next step um, uh, move to environmental friendly drives like uh, hydrogen uh, or battery driven uh, engines. This was uh, on, on the cargo side. Huh? The, the first project was more on, on passenger transportation. Mm -hmm. So these were ones. Uh, and, and in former times, for example, how uh, uh, we, we try to, uh, to, to optimize uh, uh, complex networks, for example, we had, uh, uh, if, if it's not so easy uh, to uh, optimize if you even Austria has 8 million inhabitants, 4 million addresses and if you would like to uh, look if, make an optimization there uh, in, in science very often I always make jokes that my colleagues they always have uh, 5 trucks and 5 depots and 10 customers and then they optimize uh, uh, and so uh, somebody comes and says we have uh, 4 million addresses in Austria uh, and about not 8 million customers because obviously uh, 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 there's a little bit le less, but uh, uh, I don't know, uh, 5,000, 10,000 uh, uh, vehicles. Uh, 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 then we try to do that and that is the advantage we do that because then you have to go into uh, a new um, optimization. So you cannot use uh, classical operations research, but we have to look how could we d use uh, artificial intelligence uh, tools, how, sh how could we... 
and this is big data. So there we are into the. So this is uh, uh, maybe a, a spectrum. So one thing is we call that a social um, economic um, evaluation. That is the strength. Uh, then, uh, uh, yeah, optimization big uh, of, of networks. And uh, yeah, so, so these are these are some projects. And and of course, obviously, new very very uh, interesting projects coming. And what is also interesting, I think, uh, last remark on that. Um, I think I'm very. I mean, uh, th there are many people who have know-how, but uh, uh, in in the if you if you are consulting politics, the danger is always that you uh, that the consultants write what the politics wants. Uh, or they. That. And and from me, they know that they don't get what they want. I mean, they, maybe they get what they want, but uh, they get a really uh, a kind of because this is something from my point of view. For my brand, my brand is uh, that you get get what what I think is the truth. Obviously, it's not not the truth. There's no hundred uh, percent truth. But but I will never change if the, if the graph is like this. I will never change it with ninety degree because the customer says it looks much better if it's uh, changed with ninety degree and and and. And, and it's not the, the result. For example, the politicians in Austria, they always say, ah, railway, we will have to shift from railway to road. And they say we will have 40% uh, uh, market share of railway. Now in Austria, it's maybe 29 or near 30. And, and so we will not say that this will happen. If, it's, if we don't think that it's happening, what we will say is, uh, uh, this is not possible because of capacity, because of that, because of that. And you, if you want, then you have to do this and this and this. Huh? And 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 uh, and and so, if the politicians feel that they need some independent uh, uh, knowledge, or if they think that uh, I will go into the same direction, they will uh, work with us. If not, not. But it's not a, a question. So we have better time for uh, do basic research. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting what you're saying because that was actually my next question because I was curious what kind of stance uh, you are taking when you are requested by the media and requested to, to talk about all these different kinds of important topics uh, for our future. And I was wondering, since you have sometimes a contradicting uh, standpoint, yeah, very much. <laughs> if that is also a reason maybe that you might not be invited because it doesn't go along with what they want to communicate and sell um, the audience. Yeah, yeah. I, I ten, uh, 15 years ago, I said that there's a famous tunnel project in Austria. It's called the Brenner Tunnel. It connects uh, Germany, let's say, with with, uh, with Italy through uh, Tyrol. Lovely. Uh, uh, and uh, they said at that time it is uh, it will cost 4.5. Uh, billion uh, euro, and I said this will never work. I was not so much against the tunnel, but but uh, uh, it will be more than ten ten uh, cost more than ten billion. And then then there was some really fighting because of, uh, I don't like if the public is uh, being informed in a wrong way by intention or not intention. This you cannot say because you cannot look into the mind of the people. But if the, some things are very obvious, at least from my point of view, and this is sometimes why they hate me, because what I know, because if you go to media, then what we also very strong is in communicating our uh, results. Yeah? Uh, very often scientists think in a very complex way and they try to uh, use a lot of different uh, complex uh, sentences. And what we try to do is to make, uh, uh, to give a simple example. For example, I said uh, to the public, look, 
the um, tunnel uh, between Paris and London uh, is much more important because obviously in London and uh, I don't know, uh, six million people living or eight million in the uh, greater uh, area, Paris area also, uh, and, and this tunnel connects uh, and, and is not profitable. Uh, why? Because it costs so, so much money. Uh, and then we connect Innsbruck mainly with uh, Bozen. Uh, it's uh, some little villages. Uh, it's like a little Beto. Uh, and, and, and so I said, uh, this will not work. The, 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 the numbers that they say from the passengers will never be reached because they had some consultants who were saying always they are skyscraping. And then I said, the, uh, from the cost, the cost, this cost from the tunnel has the same length. It was built 20 years before. Anyway, now it will be built 40 years before because they have uh, 15 years of delay or something like that. And, and, and it cannot be that you will build under more difficult uh, circumstances with inflation at 50% of the price. And it's everybody who thinks only one minute about this will understand that. And so the politicians, they are hating. I don't know why they put 4.5 billion. I don't know why they put that there will be 10 million passengers, or I know because then the rate, uh, relationship between um, uh, the cost-benefit analysis is better, but it makes no sense. If I, if I would like to buy uh, build the tunnel for strategic reasons, I say, okay, this is a strategic project. Uh, uh, the the, um, the uh, economic, uh, it does not maybe make sense in a, in a, in a business sense, but, but uh, yeah, and, and, and so I'm, 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 yeah, and then we propose, for example, we propose to make only a, a um, not a, uh, not passenger transport, but only for cargo, because I think also the problem will be that there will be something like 200 kilometers of tunnel uh, from the border, and even now the Germans are building, so even longer, and I don't, I don't think it's so nice if you are a passenger and you go 200 uh, kilometers through a ton tunnel because if you go to the Alp, uh, uh, lovely uh, countryside of the Alps, maybe you would like to see and you uh, you enjoy more. Uh, let's say uh, two hours and 15 minutes instead of uh, uh, in, in the lovely countryside instead of two hours or maybe one hour and uh, 45 uh, uh, only going through a black tunnel. But this is so so uh, and this is very important and and so and then there also something is very good that uh, we were talking about that now more and more people know that transport is very uh, important but uh, always the scientists and also at the uh, stock exchange they know always that uh, transport is a very good uh, indicator for the development and so as we are very near to the transport uh, uh, to the companies uh, we know uh, what will be and so for example I was. Uh, I saw directly after the COVID-19 crisis when there was this huge uh, increase of demand of transport that there is a big, um, big, big challenge uh, for the supply chains coming. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad you're bringing this uh, other perspective in so that we have kind of a more holistic view on important projects, whether we are doing it or not doing it, because there are uh, other factors that also have to be taken into consideration. I'm really glad you're out there to bring in your, your stance. So um, now I would like to shift gears a little bit. And um, you like your freedom at the university, but you also like your freedom in your private time in your leisure time some take an airplane and take off and find the freedom in the sky and others go on the water and that's what you do so for many years you have been a passionate sailor and participated in world championships so where did this love come from 
Yeah, it comes from the parents, obviously, yeah, because <laughs> the parents, the people, my father was a passionate sailor, and I had the luck that when I was very young, I was competing in, uh, yeah, in sailing regattas, and I was quite uh, successful, and then the success, uh, uh, yeah, feeds the success, you get my conf uh, self-confidence, and uh, so I, 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 I was, uh, when I was uh, 18, quite uh, good, I, I had a bit the challenge that I was too um, thin so I, I was had not enough weight because if you sail in competition sometimes you need a lot of weight to bring it outside to, uh, as counter weight for this for the sails for the forces of the sails better to say so if there was strong wind I, I was not so good but if there were small uh, lower winds I was very good but then the uh, so so that was uh, uh, my passion and I love very much the, uh, the competition also I love the competition here in in, in I, I, I I take every I, I, I think it's it, it produces a lot of energy it gives you a lot of joy uh, and it gives uh, and it it, it uh, motivates you to find new solutions in the sailing always you have to trim the sails you have to look where you get faster how you beat your uh, competitor, but the challenge was uh, uh, when I was uh, uh, then uh, when I was at school, it was no problem. I was uh, uh, I was lucky that I, I did not have so much problems with the school. But then I had the challenge when I go to university. Uh, I had to go to university, started university. Then sailing was getting more and more professional. When I started, it was more like uh, amateur status, you know. So what we did is we were we were before the season starts, we would sail one or two weeks maybe uh, training at uh, Lago di Garda for example or something like that in the south but then it started that uh, you should have sailed all the year because there were more and more people especially the laser class where I was sailing in is Olympic class and it would, would became Olympic class so it was really semi-professional uh, uh, so I had to say okay studying and semi-professional sailing maybe that's possible but I had a lovely girlfriend at that time and so I said to say that between these three things and I said ah, the love, I was so romantic I said the love uh, we cannot take into consideration and I said okay the study is forever and the sailing and then I shifted my sailing, that's also something that is maybe I'm very good in I, I always try, okay if this is not possible we have to find, uh, so I shifted my interest uh, from the competition more to fun and leisure sailing I sailed also competitions uh, uh, later, even I, I uh, 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 2019 was my last competition, uh, Tahiti Pearl Regatta. It was a very good uh, fun regatta in Tahiti. Uh, I was I was lucky to sail uh, uh, that regatta, uh, but uh, yeah, but it's more for fun. And and so I I I, I continued uh, sailing that, and I love the sea. But I I, love, I need it to get my brain. You know, the wind is throwing to your brain and then pushes all the bad uh, thinking uh, away. If you are at the sea, you know that there's more things important than colleagues or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need something like that. You know, we need uh, to kind of have an exchange of energy and uh, getting something out of the system and to be able to yeah. um, receive again something yeah, more positive or something that builds you up, something that inspires you. And um, you you are a master of challenges and you love yeah. to compete and obviously also in different fields. And you went on for a competition in a different way in summer 2020. Yeah. 
Oh, something very interesting happened uh, when you transferred a catamaran from France to Turkey. You yeah. became a reluctant and unwitting pirate forced into a quarantine and you got stuck in the Mediterranean Sea. So you love the sea, so you get stuck, right? And that for several weeks and you couldn't go ashore. And at that time, you've received lots of media attention. Um, you know how to uh, raise awareness out there, right? And you also wrote a book about it. The book is called Mit Kummer ohne Sorgen and it directly translates into English with sorrow without worries. But it was then translated meaningfully into my blue quarantine. So tell us a little bit about this challenge, this atypical challenge. I think you did not even expect that something like this. No, no. Right? <laughs> First of all, for the background, uh, uh, I try to not only, because, you know, professors normally are very good in theory, but very bad in practice. Huh? So <laughs> they don't do. But I think I'm not so bad at that. So we talk always about work-life uh, work balance and when my, I have twins, uh, or we have twins with my wife, and uh, when they uh, get their matura, so they went to university, I said, okay, now I would like to make a bit something for my work-life balance, not work like an idiot, but to have, so I decided with the university to have the 50% job. So I said, okay, in winter semester I will teach, I will be head of the institute all the time, I will, we will be available via satellite. That was also advantage at the at, at the And so, as you said, I, I, I uh, and then I uh, originally I planned to uh, do a part-time world uh, circumnavigation, and so this was also why I sailed in Tahiti. So I sailed uh, across the Atlantic uh, one year, uh, uh, 2018, 2019. I sailed from the Caribbean to Tahiti, uh, and then the idea was uh, to sail further uh, to uh, Australia and then go on. But before I wanted to do that, because I said, okay, uh, there's the typhoon season, so we can only start in, I don't know, April or something like that, I mean, uh, so I said okay, to a friend, I will transfer, Peter Yachting is a famous uh, charter company, who, who, uh, uh, we, we, and there was this uh, catamaran, and I said, okay, I will transfer the catamaran from Turkey, you, you can see here, oops, I, uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, Les Arbres de Dolan in France, Uh, very, very beautiful alongside Portugal to the street of Gibraltar, very famous not only for sailors, and then through the Mediterranean here to Turkey. And uh, I, and we wanted to make that at friends and family. And but as you said, uh, there was a, we started at the 24th, I think, of uh, uh, or 20th of, of uh, February. And so COVID was already in China, but uh, yeah, I could tell a lot of things about that. But to make a long story short. Uh, uh, the first uh, crew change was in Malaga and then already some of the people said oh we don't want to come but uh, others came and then when we were before uh, um, um Uh, Mallorca, uh, at the evening, a friend of mine, Italian, phoned me and said, Sebastian, all Italy is closed, so you cannot come to Italy, you have to make decisions. And as you noticed, I'm quite good in decision making. So I said to my crew, uh, you know, Italy will be closed, so we have to go to Greece. But who knows uh, if Greece will not be closed when we are there. So there was already this, this thinking. I would never thought that I could not go into Turkey because I had a Turkish flag boat. And normally there's a rule that the it's like, you know, that, 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 that's the boat of Turkey. Okay, I'm German, but, but the boat can go, go there. 
And uh, anyway, so, and then we decided there were still flights available, no problem, so the crew left. And I, I always have the, the, the idea that there's always this, uh, the luck, luck is always uh, uh, passing by, and a lot of people look, and there's the luck, and, then, and I'm very good in grabbing the luck. And then there's something I love very much is uh, from Mark Twain, it's in 20 years, you will not regret uh, uh, the things uh, uh, that you did, but you will regret the things that you don't did. And I, I had, I don't know why, inside there's a lot of intuition. I think we should also follow our intuition sometimes. As a scientist, I use intuition and then try to uh, uh, make the best out of it, to look at that question. But anyway, I, deep in my heart, I felt that if I, the alternative would leave the boat in Mallorca, fly back to Vienna, and then look what will happen. But in, the, in my heart, I felt if I would do that, not in 20 years, but in two weeks, I will regret. Uh, because I said, and I always wanted to do, we call that uh, uh, solo sailing. Uh, uh, I always wanted to do that. It's a bit of a challenge. I knew how to do sail in day day at night. Uh, some people cannot imagine. And I actually, to be honest, I had only one worry. Uh, the people who are sailing day and night, solo sailing, um, they uh, may, uh, put the clock the alarm every 15 minutes. And this I did also. And then you wake up, you check, is everything fine? And then you fall. And I could never imagine that this could work. But it works. <laughs> if you want. Because if the will is the will is so strong. Yeah, so I said there. And then you already said that, that there were so many things. They, I could not enter it. One day before I would want to enter to Turkey. They said, no, it's not possible. And then I was 67 days alone. And I, tra I, I, I always said, uh, uh, I have to treat it with humor and patience. Uh, uh, because humor is the best way to uh, uh, treat uh, crises, I think. Uh, because you cannot do anything. I knew that the rule was uh, stupid. And it was very funny then... then uh, uh, after one month, I said, uh, I, I was patient. I said, I only want to go, go, uh, enter to Turkey uh, legally, uh, so I will wait. Uh, they will find out that I'm not uh, infective because I was uh, already at that time 50 days uh, at sea. Where, where should the coronavirus come from? Exactly. And, and then anyway, we found we don't have to tell all the stories. You have to read the book, uh, My Blue Parentine. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's in English language. <laughs> it's available in two languages. So I love it. I mean, everyone <laughs> should read it. it. And but but what I wanted to say is, it was very funny. Then, 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 then life is funny. Yeah? And at the end, we find a solution. I changed the, bo the boats only for 15 uh, minutes and then sailed back straight back in eight days, eight, eight nights from Turkey to uh, Croatia because the, the, the second trick I, I, I said should go there. But I wanted to say that the, the, they were coming, the medical doctor and the COVID check, uh, if I have COVID, and obviously he, he knew, he's not stupid, the people are not stupid, uh, and he was apologizing. What they did is they give me flowers, they say, we apologize, it's, you know, life is, and I said, yes, no worries, I had sweets, so I had the flowers, the sweets for the journey back. And it was really spectacular. But and, and the media, as you said, I, I used the actually what I did is uh, before I was not using the brand Kuma as a sailor brand because I was sailing for fun. So uh, yes, I had only the close friends in social media. But then there was so much attention. Everybody asked, "How do you do? What is about the? Uh, do you have enough food? Uh, well, you are so lonely." Then, then I said, "Yes, but other people pay that they go into a, a monastery to stay uh, in a little room, and I'm here on this luxury." 
cut to run and, and uh, uh, don't have to tell anybody. Anyway, at university, I always, the people are coming, Sebastian, one, two, three, four, five. I enjoy the silence. Huh? Look to the water. The fishermen were coming. I could not speak with them because they speak only Turkish. But we, we said like this, oh, did you sleep well? Yes, good. Okay. They asked me what. I said no. I had there were so many funny stories. I had so we were very uh, successful in fishing here at that route, and so I had a deep freezer in their boat, and so I had uh, all the all, every second day I eat fish because every day you get you know you get uh, a board of fish. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so exciting! So everyone has to to read this book to um, really get more about it. Everything that you have experienced is in this book, and it's it's. Yeah. It's with quotes. It's, it goes really, really deep. And what I want from you, can you summarize your most important learnings from that experience and how it, if, how it has changed your life, this detour, it was kind of a detour. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah, and how it shaped you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, yeah, it it, it uh, it's for me. It's like the COVID nineteen nineteen crisis is always enforcing things, and I think uh, it enforced my, my ideas. Uh, I already said uh, uh, humor and patience uh, uh, you need, and 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 then then also I think it's very important the clear forward thinking. That's also what makes me strong in the in the academic sector. The people, the academics, they don't like the clear forward thinking because they think, yeah, we always have to make some uh, detours. And uh, for example, they, the people were, they were saying, are you not afraid of the Turkish? And I said, anyway, first of all, uh, fear is, is a, a bad um, in structure, uh, so uh, you should not, not have fear. But also I said, it's, I, I think it's not in the interest of the Turkish that something happens to me because I'm, I have this media attention and the media will find out and they, they will say, okay, why did you shoot... Uh, him. I was a bit afraid there was a lot of refugees there, as you probably yeah. know, maybe the, uh, the Turkish-Greek uh, border is there's a lot of uh, refugees coming there. So I was a bit afraid of these rec refugees that they, that they would be interested to uh, uh, take my boat to go to Greece because they go very often small boats, you know, dangerous, and my boat would be perfect for 20, 30 refugees. No, no doubt about that. Very fast you would be. So also, but I take that into consideration. So I choose more islands where they could not come so easily. So that, that was something. And then I noticed that uh, also in the crisis, uh, education is very important. I think if you are, have a good education, you can always look at that uh, and, and, um, and, and, and analyze uh, uh, the situation. And as I said, uh, uh, I, 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 tr I always trust my intuition and, and I learned that this is good. And then it's always, uh, um, you have to, uh, yeah. So, so this were, were, were some of the uh, experiences and, and, and then also is so that, the, that what comes back, it was so good because, you know, we, we have a lot of Turkish students. It's very interesting, Vienna, uh, that has some reasons uh, um, from the history also and so a lot of former students they were uh, uh, emailing me or and saying Sebastian our oh, professor Kuma they say professor Kuma uh, 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 we were so happy with your lectures can we give something back now uh, the uncle of my uh, uh, cousin uh, uh, knows the uh, finance minister or the minister of defense I don't know what <laughs> and, 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 and at the first I always said no I don't so, so I, I felt a lot of love incredible that that, that, that was coming there uh, from people that you maybe you gave somebody some not 
love for the, yeah, I think also it's important to love the students or to be empathic with the students. Uh, love is always a, a, a difficult expression, as you know. We have to be so careful in former times. You don't have to be careful, but now. But 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 what is, 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 is really the empathy for the people. And then that, that, that comes 10 years later back for me is very, very incredible. Uh, yeah, that's the life. So, so I, I, I enjoyed it. And, and also, but, but then there were also some things, obviously, I knew that, uh, I always thought that then, I'm, if you're educated, you know, this virus, uh, they will never kill everybody, yeah? uh, because that would be stupid from a, a virus. So I said, uh, uh, one of the last, if, if this virus is so dangerous that it kills nearly everybody, yeah, I will be one of the ones that survives uh, the least. And then the, 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 the world will be, of course, completely different. Uh, uh, but but uh, I said, so I, I don't have to be worried. And, and I had enough to eat. I had enough to drink. Uh, and and uh, so, yeah, I, f I feel very happy. And then also I, I saw it as a challenge to, to make the best out of uh, the situation. Mm, beautiful. So um, one more question regarding your book. Um, in your book, you start part five, Every Storm Passes, with a quote by Sir William Bort. The pessimist complains about the wind, the optimist expects it to change, and the realist adjusts the sails. Who are you? Yeah, uh, generally I'm very um, uh, optimistic, as, as you noticed, but when I'm sailing, I'm very realistic uh, because I know that the sea is dangerous. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say, uh, in, 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 and I try to be, I think also, I think the optim. I mean, you know that every quote, uh, there's a lot of truth in it. Oh, uh, yes. so one should not be over-optimistic. But I think the optimism that uh, gives you the motivation. Huh? But as I said, you have to check then and, and not to be too uh, optimistic. So I think I'm, 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 I'm an optimistic realist. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's, that's a more fun way of how to uh, take the life journey, right? So um, with all who you are, Sebastian, the different roles that you play, you really, really own them. And as a professor at the university, um, you need to go in alignment, you know, with the university code of conduct, with the culture, with the value system. Um, you comply with them and you're an authority to your students, to your colleagues and to your research fellows and also a superior to your team. Then as a role as a consultant, you set up your own set of values you live by. And uh, as a sailor, you also comply with the code of conduct, right? And as a public person, you also have a certain perception in the market um, that gets you lots of media attention. So you are an expert, you are a thought leader, you are an authority, and thereby you also are a strong personal brand in all these different facets. So how do you define yourself across these different contexts you, you are in? You know, um, you're a personal brand, but you have to comply to all the different other, you know, institutional um, way of doing things. And you need to somehow fit into that. So how does that get together? Yeah. How do you want to perceive yeah. as a pastor, business owner and as an authority? And who is the Sebastian, you know? <laughs> yeah. when, 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 now when, when uh, I have some business conferences, people always ask me, Sebastian, I'm not sailing. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> because they have the perception that I always 
uh, always say it, so this is a bit difficult. But uh, uh, of course, first I, uh, of all, I'm scientist and a university teacher. This is uh, my passion, and uh, uh, maybe the sailing will come with, uh, more strong when I go to uh, to um, in pension. But uh, I think uh, the sailing is perfect because in this uh, I'm, I'm too. Uh, let's say, wild, too uh, authentic, too, uh, yeah, too provocative uh, normally for university. Maybe not for the students, because for the students, they like that. They like that if you, they like the challenge uh, in the classroom, uh, at least I think, or many students, not everybody, obviously. Uh, but, uh, um, but, but, uh, but I think on the, on the other hand, as a, a scientist, as a teacher, and also as a uh, sailor, I'm very um, uh, uh, authentic, and I'm, I'm uh, a kind of uh, yeah, addicted uh, uh, to the right solution, to find the right solution, the best way, the truth. Uh, I'm very curious uh, uh, for innovation in sailing. Uh, uh, actually, I'm now I'm now helping a, a company. We're helping a lot of companies, startups, and we help a, a startup that is uh, uh, producing a, a, a leisure sailboat without uh, uh, a combustive engine, uh, so pure uh, electric. Uh, we help another. Uh, there's a cargo sailing ships. It's a very interesting sector. It's very small, small niche. Uh, so I. I do, I do that. I like very much new ideas because these new ideas, uh, um, I, obviously not every idea will be successful, but, but uh, without these new ideas, we will not come. Actually, I had, uh, uh, when, when Tesla was uh, uh, first uh, coming up, I said, it's a wonderful idea. Obviously, I, know, I knew it from the, uh, from the science and, and I had to, to put uh, the first cars into uh, Austria, but the, I make a mistake. Uh, that they, um, sometimes I'm not so pragmatic i did not buy shares although i was very convinced ah. yeah. <laughs> that was it but i i bought i i i supported some startups uh, which were quite successful also so so uh, yeah that that would be maybe uh, a short or long <laughs> description what i think i am okay good so with who you are with what you do and your learnings and um being a personal brand yourself, do you have any helpful advice of how we can strengthen our personal brand to be our best? Yeah, the media. Uh, I mean, um, the the. I think media is very difficult, uh, but but. Uh, Obviously, I, for me, it's much easier to treat with media because I come to the media as an independent uh, uh, professor and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have no fears that there will be shitstorms, for example, or, or also for business uh, disadvantages. As I say, I, I did not say for the tunnel, I, for 10 years I did. I did from the from the Austrian railways no no contracts huh? uh, although I think they could have some of the knowledge but but uh, it's it's sometimes uh, this way so in media it's very important to be uh, authentic I think and and it's it's uh, it's very important to have. Uh, um, a, a short, uh, clear message. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the most. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's like to go to media is like a marketing campaign. Huh? Uh, uh, but but the challenge is obviously the journalists. They don't like if you make a, a, a marketing. So what you have even more to to be um, to to look at the content that that there's a value that you. It, 
to produce a valuable content, uh, uh, but but uh, but that has to be very short because very often, for example, if I'm in television in the, in the news, they only send uh, uh, seven uh, seconds. So what you have to do is you have to give them in a short, compressed uh, way uh, most of the thoughts. And for my Point of view, the most important thing is uh, uh, to don't be afraid. Uh, I mean, it's always important. Don't be too afraid. If you, uh, I don't know, if you meet a new new people, don't be afraid of the people. Uh, but in media also, some people are afraid if they see a camera. Uh, uh, and maybe now it's getting better with all these online meetings, so the people are used to 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 look. But in in television, okay, you know that uh, uh, then at, 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 and if you look that I don't know, some million of people are seeing uh, what you are and how you look and that. That's also very funny that they always say, uh, and, and also for me, it's like if the hair, I have now very wild hair, so I have to be a bit careful. Uh, in former times, I used to go sometimes to the uh, hair cutter before I go to television, uh, uh, because the, the picture is in television very important. And what is also very important is that you have to be very quick. Uh, that is also advantage of me. So the journalist now, if something happens, I don't know, if, uh, uh, for example, Suez Canal, uh, uh, I, 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 I could I could very quickly say what are the impacts. Or at the first day of the Ukraine war, I, I could very good say uh, what, with all the pity, not not about the war. Yeah, that that that. that uh, although I said to the students also, I think that they will never. The Russians will will, will be very difficult uh, uh, to um, to conquer Kiev because the war in the city is so damaging and. I knew from the Second World War uh, that is uh, uh, a lot of um, ideas, and you know, Bridget, because you have been to Kiev also, it's a bit hilly also, so... That uh, uh, so, so, and that's important for media that if you uh, that that you can analyze a situation very quick, can give them some interesting uh, evaluation or some interesting ideas, uh, uh, and that they can broadcast or write in in the media. So it's 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 I, and I think I, I think it's also important not to think so much about the brand. Maybe it's it's if you appear there, uh, then it's uh, it's important. And 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 uh, uh, to be honest, obviously, if, if the people see me in television and at the next day they have a business meeting and they they are thinking who could we invite for a, a presentation, uh, uh, the probability that they, they they invite me is much higher than that I would not have been there. It's it's I mean it's it's obviously uh, so it's it's that. You know better than for brands. I'm not a brand expert, but it's a kind of yeah. You have to to have a, a different communications there, and 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 also not to look at every single uh, thing. It's more like. Um, uh, because the journalists are very much interconnected, so they know, they ask it, uh, who knows, and, and they know. Uh, and also, if I cannot, uh, uh, for example, if I'm abroad, uh, actually, that's the, the most, this is a very funny story. I think it's also in the book, but I'm not sure. Uh, uh, the first media attention was there was a journalist from uh, uh, Eco, is the name uh, uh, of the journal, Ossian Television. It's a, um, yeah, a business uh, magazine. Uh? And so uh, he's called Hans Wu. And he called me and said, uh, there was uh, at the, when, when the Austrian government was announcing the first measures. And he called me and said, Sebastian, we'd like to make an interview for the first measures. And, uh, and I said immediately, I, 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 I was taking the call and said immediately, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in, in uh, that, that time I was uh, uh, in Italy, I'm, I'm here sailing. And, 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 uh, and then he said, 
But that's wonderful. So we could make a combination of your sailing, uh, 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 um, uh, let's say, uh, that you are that you cannot uh, go to any port, uh, and uh, uh, what is the life here? And so it started. And, and, and then they said to me, that's also important, make some good videos. And this was the beginning of the videos. Before I did so much there's also a lot for me i'm, I'm unfortunately I'm, i'm not a good planner so i i'm more grabbing the opportunities uh, but everybody has to do maybe some people know that they make a kind of media plan i don't have a media plan I'm, i grab the opportunities and i know that uh, the, the, many people know that they would have if they get the If they get from me uh, honest information that I don't have any, I don't know, uh, if, if somebody would pay me and say, please say in media that, I would never do. And they know. Uh, uh, and everybody knows, so nobody tries. It's a win-win it's a situation. <laughs> you know what? There's, there's a lot of things you just can't plan. Yeah. And then if you're really quick-witted and you can um, grab an opportunity, then this is great. And you did it. And um, that's what I really, really uh, appreciate about you and like about you. And um, as you said, authenticity is really, really important and um, important for brand building and for getting the media attention out there. Because when you're authentic, you, sp you speak from your true self and you're authentic, you differentiate yourself because nobody can be you, you are unique in the market. And, and the way of how you are doing it, and also when you say your hair, it's part of your personal brand. It's part of you. It is you and it makes you interesting and it makes you distinguishable. So you really leave an impression in the market. And you have We to make a competition for the hair, Bridget. I want to have longer <laughs> hair than you. I will try okay. that. <laughs> Another My competition. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this very when I was young, when I was 18, I had long hairs, eh? and then for maybe 30 years. And then there's also very funny. The sailors think if you cut the hair, that gives that does not give luck, also gives uh, uh, that gives bad luck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you don't cut the hair. Don't cut the hair. I'm not uh, superstitious, obviously, okay. because I'm uh, educated. But I like these kind of uh, uh, things. It's always I, I always think, uh, and this is something about uh, general education. So these were the things that that I and, and and a lot of in the crisis very important. Also playing. I don't know if playing maybe also for brands is important, yeah. but for me was very important for the for the crisis for myself. You know that I have these uh, and laughing eh, that I know that I know and now I don't cut my hair. Uh, Uh, because uh, this gives bad luck, eh? and then I, I laugh that I don't. I do this because I know that this should not be. But but then you say, okay, maybe it's not even uh, if you don't cut the hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, playing is also important because it makes you creative. Yeah, you know, you let go of yes. things, and you're getting in a completely different state of mind, and it inspires you. So that is definitely a good thing. <laughs> Perfect. So we are almost at the end of our show. The time is yes. yeah, passed by so Fly. quickly. <laughs> Flies. <laughs> Sales. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian, I would like to do a quick word wrap with you. Are you ready? Yes, okay. of course. Always. I'm always ready. Important terms. That is also important. As I said, you always have to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Transportation. My passion. Variety. 
very important in life for the society, for the research, for the business. I think it's one of the most important things. And I'm very happy that I always experienced variety. I, I had, I, I had uh, uh, for sometimes I had a Pakistani researcher and an Indian researcher. So that's, I like very much, yeah. Sometimes I had a lot of women. Unfortunately, now uh, the team is not so much uh, variety in terms of gender, but, and, but we have some older people in our team, some younger. Uh, for me, it's very important, and I like the variety. I traveled all over the world, so if you do that, you, uh, uh, I, I always say uh, variatio delectrat. Uh, it's in Latin. It means the variety enjoys or gives the joy. And, and I think there's a lot of truth in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I couldn't imagine a life without variety in terms of traveling, in terms of working with different people from different parts of the world. It really is the spice of life. That makes it really interesting, right? Good. Next one. Resisting fear. Very important in the crisis, but not only, of course, in crisis. One, I think fear, there's the, I studied philosophy and there's a very famous um, uh, uh, German um, uh, philosopher, Ernst Bloch is his name, and he says, uh, he distinguished in German between two uh, uh, things of fear. So he says, the fear uh, for your life That's, that's okay. So if somebody stands there with a machine gun, uh, uh, then you can have fear. Uh, and, uh, but you should be uh, uh, clear thinking and saying, not provoking, stay calm, blah, 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 blah. But these fears that you lose, uh, your hair is not good, or I don't know, uh, uh, your, all these fears that some people have, uh, uh, that, 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 that is, uh, is, 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 uh, is, 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 you should be one should be very careful and, and resistance or resisting these fears is very important. Mm. Um, quarantine. Yeah, my was the best in the world. I always said the best quarantine in the world. Uh, and I think one should use it. Uh, I mean, now, now uh, every we still here in, in, in Vienna, now COVID is not over. Uh, one of our colleagues, uh, uh, today I get the message that he, uh, he has to go five days in quarantine. And I think one should, should use the quarantine. Uh, and I, I think I used it perfectly. It was, uh, it was uh, for me, the best experience in my life. It's very strange that you said a, a kind of quarantine was the best thing that you could happen. But for me, it was like this yeah for me too it was life changing yeah if you see the silver lining uh, then and if you grab the opportunity in that moment and understand where does it get me what can i do yeah how can i cope with that and i think there is always something um, that you can learn from an adverse situation right? good last brains Brands, yeah. In former times, I thought brands would not be so important, actually, because I'm logistician. You know, the logistician thinks logistics. Yeah. And brand is something like marketing. But And I would never thought that a personal brand is important. But I, I don't know if this changed in the last years, but I don't really think that that is maybe also the people did not recognize. But now I realized very much, the older I get, the more I realize that a personal brand is something that is very important. And uh, it, it helps me also in, 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 in many, many fields now. Uh, and and it's, uh, I think also for me, it's... Uh, 
it's the good thing, for example, is that now in former times the people would only invite me to speak about uh, logistics and transport, which I love and I think I'm also quite good in. But now I get also a lot of invitations to speak about this journey, about sailing. Uh, uh, some people ask me to, now the people ask me uh, sometimes to transfer boats because they know that I'm quite good in it. And even if there's a big, if there's a, a big, a big challenge coming, I, I will treat that. And, and also the, 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 uh, that was also, I, I did not say, and I did not write me in the book, even because I, I, I now think about, uh, uh, the, uh, I, I, if you imagine that I, I, the boat, there were so many challenges, uh, and there was a storm in the night, the anchor did not hold, uh, but the boat had not any damage. Uh, uh, and I was also very proud to bring it, and, and the people, maybe they feel also uh, that I have the responsibility. But that's a lot of sailors have. It's very good education sailing, responsibility for the boat for the for the crew obviously yeah, for the team and leaders so brands are very important and i i i, I i'm very grateful uh, or uh, thankful that that uh, that uh, you made me think about uh, the the brand uh, uh, ah. and um, uh, actually uh, the two brands uh, actually that's a very funny i need some consultants maybe uh, uh have two one. names but but yeah, this is very interesting. Could you have one name for two brands? <laughs> Normally, one, one, one company has two brands, but <laughs> we should, two brands. We should talk about that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy we, we had this conversation. It was so much fun. But before we close, I would like to know how can people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can Google Sebastian Kummer, Vienna, and then they will find me. We are, uh, the email addresses are open. Uh, then we have a website, but unfortunately it's in German, mit Kummer ohne Sorgen. There is a website. Our boat, but but if you uh, if you are interested in the book, it's from Amazon in uh, Amazon shops worldwide available. It's that's also another story that I experienced with the book. It's incredible how good uh, and perfect uh, the process is from Amazon. One could yeah. tell a lot of things about Amazon, but but they the are process really good. is absolutely. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. You come to Vienna, join us here at the university. <laughs> it's always open house. Yeah. Uh, we have a wonderful campus, Bridget, you know. Yeah. It's a new campus, five years done, and, and a lot of good students, uh, and always a cup of tea is, or, or coffee is available. So, I will put everything into the show notes, okay? Good, Sebastian, thank you so much for thank the you. nice talk. I enjoyed it very much. You are great. Yes, you are great. It was really a pleasure having you here and talk about your life, about your roles, about how you yeah, change your perception on brains now. It's not just companies, it's not just products, it's experiences, it's causes and it's people. So thank you so much for being on my show. And that was my conversation with Sebastian Kummer. If you like my show, follow Brands Talk on your preferred app, share it on social media, and if you find a minute or two, leave a quick rating or review. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about me and my services, head over to BridgetBrands.com and get inspired. If you need support in becoming a strong and truly authentic brand, drop me an email. 
I'd love to be your guide on your hero journey. I hope you will stay tuned in on the next episode when we dive into the world of brands.